welcome to the new media Christmas special. Um, we have a load of people here, and we'll have more coming in and out. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're here right now, as of now, is Adam Tannum. Hi. Sarah Maria Griffin. Jean Sutton. Hello. And Valerie Loftus. Hello. Hey, everybody. Happy Christmas. So, uh, we're going to talk about loads of Christmas stuff, just basically everything and anything, but Jean's going to start us off. Yes, what are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about problematic um, Christmas movie heroines but I'm not going to cover like Christmas movies that necessarily have Christmas trees in them just mm-hmm. the ones I love watching at Christmas yeah. so one of my favourites is Little Women um, I don't know if I've read the book I think I tell people I, I do. did halfway and I stopped yeah. I, I think, think like I we can, can get away with it guys I feel like wink yeah. I'm not sure anyone has ever read it no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love the movie it's got snow in it it's got sisters I have sisters I've never had one who's thrown my manuscript in a fire, but I have had fights with my sisters. Um, I think when I was younger, I used to identify with Joe March because, you know, you always want to identify with the bookish one, you know, yeah. the Elizabeth Bennets. But like, to be honest, would not want to be them. No. Because mm. they're a bit sour. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so Kirsten Dunst had a better time in that film. She, yeah. And Samantha Mattis, who she grew up into, yeah. made all the right decisions. Yeah. Made friends with rich people. Um, <laughs> went on holidays to Paris. Um, hooked up with Laurie who was always going to get money. Um, but yeah, Laurie and Joe and that whole Professor Baird, wasn't that his name? Gable Byrne, we'll just call him Gable <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I love um, the coziness of Little Women. I love that it's set during the American Civil War. I wish we had more movies about that because, you know, it was people fighting against slavery in a very simplified version of it, mm. um, which I think is pretty cool. I'd love to see more of that kind of spirit in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, I suppose now as I get older, I have like so many, you know, like with the Gilmore Girls, the whole Rory and the love triangle yeah. and the way you change your mind over time. Yeah. So I kind of feel with um, Little Women, I've changed my mind over time as the whole Laurie and Gabriel Byrne thing. Because when you're young, you're like, oh, Gabriel Byrne gets her. And then as you get older, you realise just because someone likes the same book as you does not mean they're a decent human being. Cultural references gently, gently oh pushing Anne Rand, <laughs> Anne Rand into your hands going... <laughs> Like you'll really love really yeah. it. My I'm first like, boyfriend gave me The Catcher in the Rye to oh. read. <laughs> He's a Hi. <laughs> Here's the thing about listening. The Catcher in the Rye though, right? It, that's one of those books where when, when you come back to it, it changes. Because when you read it when you're a boy and like 16 or 17, yeah, you're, you're probably like, like oh, awesome. Yeah. But yeah. then you read it again when you're like in your Phonies. 20s and you're like, oh, he's a dick. And you were there five years before that. I yeah. never liked it. I read it when I, I never was liked 12 it. and I was like, you seem like annoying. But yeah, then you come back to it. Annoying. You come back to it again when you're in like your 30s and you're yeah. like, oh, that poor kid. He's so oh. fucked up, you know. Maybe I should just read, read it. Damaged. But yeah. I, I don't, I think I'm not the target audience. No. In yeah. the least. Yeah. You need to get That's in there. Okay. I'll get over it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Joe, I just feel like she's that girl who's 17 and meets a guy at the first bar she gets into with someone's ID and he mentions a movie she likes mm-hmm. which has happened to us all oh my god <laughs> I love Tim Burton <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, also Gabriel Burns kind of mean to her like you know he does like slag her like, weird dynamic work yeah and then like the sequels Joe ends up like she doesn't end up following her passion. Like she ends up setting up a little boy scout. What? Maybe that is her what passion. What sequels called? Like medium women? Um, good men or something. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah. And it's about like the good sons she has with well, him. Good wives yeah. and something men. Um, like, I don't know. I haven't read them, but I've read the Wikipedia's. Um, I think I had like small little children's versions of them. Um, so like, I think Joe like would have been better off just hooking up with Laurie and locking that down. You know, eighteen hundred style. <laughs> It was petty 1800s, everywhere. Wasn't it? Just I miles never of petty petty yeah. 1900s. Yeah, I get confused with years. I always get it wrong. Yeah, so like, if it's, it's 19, no, yeah. 
No, 20th century, 19th century, 19th century style. We'll just do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another movie set around the same time, actually, that I always watch at Christmas is Gone with the Wind. And Gone with the Wind is like, like not only has it got this whole like film history around it, but it's also just such a gas, like on PC film. And I suppose I can enjoy it because like I'm a white girl in Tipperary, the, son, the <laughs> yeah. daughter of a farmer. So I'm like, oh, this is gas. Tara, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get that house back. Um, but like she's actually vicious in it. And like this whole like fiery Scarlet O'Hara, she's a bitch. Like she like fucks over her sisters. I know that's kind of like the anti-heroine style of it, but like she really is awful. And then, like, awful things happen to her as well, like losing her daughter and, like, Rhett comes home and, like, basically rapes her. And it's like, oh, he's such a domineering man. And you're like, oh, this is just really bad. But, yeah. um, I kind of love watching that for Over Christmas because it's such a mindfuck. Um, did I get us the or rating now? Oh, we, already, we have it for life. Oh, right, yeah, okay. it's fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a day-long film as well, so you can really settle into it. Because yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like, how many hours? Like, I feel six, but like, I think it's like yeah, four. four. It's like three yeah. VHS Who would get away with yeah. that now? Um, would you? Oh, well, your man does Interstellar. Oh, yeah. 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 Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Like, Interstellar was very long. Etc. Yeah. Oh, but also, I have something there to say about Gone with the Wind. I forget. More I slavery? Slavery, no... I'll come back to it maybe mm. later. It was there in my mind. Um, <laughs> and another um, movie. Oh, it's about the guy in it, Ashley, who she's in love with the whole time, you know, like, mm. and how people felt like that Leslie Howard in the movie didn't come off as like a guy you'd want to waste all your time with on when you've got like Clark Gable, mm. who like apparently had terrible um, bad breath. He didn't wash his teeth. And then this whole thing came out about him. Um, raping one of his co-stars years ago it's like it's on BuzzFeed and Helen Peterson wrote about it it's Loretta Loretta Young I think she was um, from Northern Europe anyway and she was like an actress but she was in a movie called The Farmer's Daughter with Joseph Cotton but yeah she had his child and it was like this big Hollywood open secret that she um, adopted her daughter but it was actually her daughter and it was his daughter as well the daughter looks very like him but yeah he like date raped her that came out like this year. Anne Helen Peterson interviewed everyone in Loretta's life mm. and they were like, yeah, he got her drunk. So this whole like Clark Gable as this like domineering man, mm. it's just like this, it's such a kind of, it captures Hollywood at, that uh, time. at the time. Yeah. And Leslie Howard like died very soon after making it. He was a huge part of the war effort. So he was yes. this English actor mm. and like, oh, he's such a ride. Like he plays um, Professor Higgins in the film adaptation oh, of Pygmalion. Yeah. And he's so beautiful. Hanging out with My Fair Lady. No, Pygmalion. in Pygmalion, the ah. play. And like, he's just amazing. And like, you'd be like, yeah, teach me how to speak proper. Elocution lesson, yeah. like in quotation marks. Yeah, I'll, I'll adjust my posture. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love him. And um, yeah, so, yeah, I just love it. I love old Hollywood movies. Um, and I'm trying to find more time to watch them. Um, because, I don't know, I'm kind of getting sick of everything at the moment. It's nice of black and white. Plus, they're always such interesting social things. Um because the last time you were on, you were already sick of Hollywood and you were watching Bollywood films. So have you gone yeah. to all the Bollywood films now as well? Gotten, I, went, I took a few, my, my friend and my sister to a Bollywood movie earlier this year. I forget the name of it, um, with Siddharth Malhotra, the guy I really fancy. Yeah. And I like... My boyfriend. 
I like all his Instagram posts. Um, but yeah, I forgot to tell them the movies are like generally three and a half hours long and we went to like a nine o'clock <laughs> showing in Cineworld and there was an interval and I just had to apologise. The movie was grand. It was like mm. a really long version of um, that movie with Donald Gleeson about time. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like a spin on that and it went on for ages. But um, I enjoyed it. I don't know if they did. I apologise. <laughs> um we're broadening their minds. Uh, yeah. You know, there was a really good songs in it. And like one of the song sequences is like sponsored by like Visit Thailand because Whoa. they go there on their honeymoon. That's so guess. it's like just, it's really good. <laughs> and, I, and I actually got um, censored a bit of it because she showed off too much abs in the music video for Whoa. the Visit Thailand segment. So yeah. She, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so no, I'm still sticking with the Bollywoods. Although there's loads of issues now between Bollywood and Pakistani actors. What with the Pakistani yeah. and Indian incursions and stuff in recent months. So Fawad Khan, who is what you call a matinee idol over there. Very good looking. He's like not getting work in Bollywood movies or something. And he's not getting publicised as much because he's Pakistani. Yeah, And so that's like, yeah, I'm still into all that. Still being cultural. Um, And then another Christmas movie that I don't actually like, but I think it's really important, is Titanic. Yeah, Mm. I only saw it for the first time recently. Oh my god! I've only seen the last hour of it ever. Yeah, I I don't. I just never think of it. I I really liked it, but like in a kind of not in a kind of like I'll watch it again kind of way, but in kind of that was a nice way to spend an afternoon. You're glad you did it. Yeah, great way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I really liked it, but I was, I, I knew, I knew if I like talked about it, everyone would be like, "What?" But I think I have this theory that if you don't have older siblings, Yo, you I, miss I only out. Saw things. Back to the Future last year. Yeah, like, I, I so, have giant gaping cinema. Yeah, same. Gaps. I hadn't seen. I've oh, there's so many things I haven't seen, and like Friends, I hadn't seen Friends until I went to college, and you know that kind of thing. Because just yeah. I just yeah. didn't have older people in the house watching to these influence things. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like not seeing. That's the same as me because I'm the oldest as well. Yeah. So you'd be like, people would be like, "Oh, you've never seen like I didn't see a lot of Disney films because mm-hmm. that they're like even like Beauty and the Beast because that was out like before I was born the year before and like Little Mermaid so then I remember when I was like 16 my friends were like you have to see these they all had older brothers and sisters mm. so. yeah it's weird it's, it's, it's different yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is weird but uh, it's great because I get to catch all of them now so but in, I mean I saw The Breakfast Club for the first time recently and I oh was like God. you needed that was this written with a crayon I was just like excuse me where <laughs> this is meant to be affecting me massively and changing my personality mm. like this is meant to be and I was like oh wait I'm 19 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit I'm done <laughs> if I had um, seen it when I was a bit younger it might have worked but the reason I'm like big into Titanic lately I went up to the Titanic experience thing up in Belfast oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's good isn't it it's fucking mm. insane yeah. <laughs> it's deadly yeah it's it great is, it's but cool. you're also yeah. like, like it is a monument to a yeah. people dying yeah, yeah. 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 Um, more of it like <laughs> but um, they do kind of tastefully gloss over the actual the death yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 but um, which they don't do in Titanic film I was like no. oh no, they wow. really relish it yeah. about 90 minutes isn't it like of the thing of just people falling yeah. off the yeah. boat yeah. they have like, their little oh and then and like um, turning over frozen bodies I'm like Ugh. like I wasn't ready I really like though the way they covered the aftermath and all the inquiries and stuff yeah. and the cases mm. and I would actually love to see a mini series about that because yeah. I'm really into like you know kind mm. of like they can save money on the CGI as well they don't have to show the um, <laughs> iceberg so hire me Channel 4 hire <laughs> um, Channel 4 I'm sound in Halifax in Canada they have that's where a lot of the victims were buried Yeah. so that's that's like a tourist stop 
that's kind of ghoulish. <laughs> Very interesting people like walking over in the graves and like yeah. finding na- graves of funny names. It's like these like, are dead people. Who, remember when we were yeah. talking to Peter and we were talking about how weird there's so many places that people visit that yeah. are monuments. Yeah. To like, like he was talking about the Amityville house and how it's a tourist attraction. <sighs> and then I was talking about how I went to Salem and that was because loads of people were killed like, being witches. And it was like, let's visit it. That's I cemetery in Paris. I went yeah. to. Well, I can't remember what it's called right now, but I went to that, that famous like Paris. Paris. Yeah. yeah. And I went there and I was like, what? <laughs> and even Glasnevin Cemetery and all that. Like, no, I went to the Winchester Mystery House, and that's just like the site of what? a woman who had a complete nervous breakdown and like continued after her fa- after her husband's death to build over a hundred rooms onto her house because a psychic told her that if she didn't keep building her house, the ghosts of everyone killed by one of her husband's rifle company's guns would come back and haunt her. I so I went and walked that. around her house. That's okay. So um, They're making a film with her. I, we were told with uh, Helen Mirren as my, Sarah Lady Winchester. Winchester. Oh my god, it's beautiful, but it's also like extremely dark yeah I mean I definitely paid $15 to go in there and I bought a fridge magnet like that's who I am but uh, it was a thing it was a thing I think it is like those places when they have to do with like the Holocaust Museum in Berlin is Mm. one of the best things I think they are really important yeah Yeah. um, to remind people and like we'll probably see something hopefully in the next few years about the Magdalene Laundry women and like the victims of all that that'd be good to honour them Mm -hmm. um but back to lighter matters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, why do you like Titanic at Christmas? Well, yeah. I was thinking about Titanic last night because I was thinking about Adam Driver because I'm a woman. Because I'm always <laughs> thinking about Adam Driver <laughs> because I am a red-blooded living human being. And <laughs> I was a bit too young for Titanic, yeah. but my mm. older sister was the right age. And I remember she bought all the Leonardo DiCaprio poster books mad into oh on the God. wall. And I was kind of like, you know, playing with my Lego and dolls and stuff and I was like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah, <laughs> I was like that too because I, I was obviously like, I was like six or something. Yeah. But I was like, I know I'm supposed to feel something about this yeah. man. What is it? Like, what's I was this? Like, what's hmm. this? <laughs> I did when I look at when I watched the beach years later, I was like, no, he's a good looking guy. Yeah, Ro- Romeo and Juliet, like, oh my God. Oh, with the Hawaiian shirt and the yeah. blood. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Sussed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking about like, that was the oh my God, opposite sex or like yeah. you know, sexual attraction. They Everything's exist. awakening moment for women like Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, oh my God, there's so many teenage girls that, well, I don't know if I was a teenage girl, this would be me, that when Kylo Ren takes off his helmet after the torture <gasps> scene in Star Wars The Force Awakens <laughs> that you'd be like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, trying to think of who was my one. Yeah. And I was like going through, I like Googled Naughty's teen crushes. <laughs> but like, could you imagine Kylo, like I, I, I definitely had a minute, do you know what I mean? I mean, I've been to see that. that, that I had a few minutes. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Extended. Because I didn't think they would take it off so early. So I was just like, oh. and the hair. It was so <laughs> glossy. Hair. Like, I the hair. hair. The, like, salad. I can't focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. and... Yeah, that's why I'm trying to make my boyfriend go see Patterson this evening. Like, I do Apparently not, it's yeah, not good. Yeah, I don't give a crap about <laughs> it. And poets, people who are writing poetry on buses. On I'm bus. just a bit like, uh, oh, Kylo Ren is <laughs> And, um, I was trying to think of like who ours were my one was and I was like going through the naughty scene crushes and like the only one I could think of was Heat Ledger and 10 Things I Hate About You oh, yeah. and then we're like when Ned Kelly came out and like if you fancied Heat Ledger or Orlando Bloom like you tried to get it from Extra Vision and it was a terrible film it was so bad it's not a good film God, I can't think of my one yeah Legolas my sister is obsessed <gasps> she didn't like Orlando Bloom but Legolas she had like such a thing I kind of felt like I had to fancy Legolas like that or oh, he was the one that was do. there yeah. but like we obviously all like Strider every single yeah. member of the fellowship has their merits fight me every single one let's go <laughs> I saw that film like 13 times hmm? Mary and Pippin at once absolutely oh yes. my god <laughs> 
like a sandwich. I, I didn't. I, I keep doing this on this fucking podcast. Like, <laughs> is Sarah Gimli. Griffin a furry? What the fuck is wrong with Sarah? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. A Lord of the Rings is another great Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have so song, many really. friends who have like yeah. a tradition of sitting down with what the three of them. That's gorgeous. Yeah. So like they'll sit down and just like each in their own house, but like yeah. sit down and put on the three of them and just like go through them over the like say Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stephen's Day. Because you have the time to properly vegetate. More so than any other time. Mm. I've seen I've seen them like twice. I think They're all grand, of them. Like, like it's just it's it's a lot of effort. We yeah. went to Aragorn see is very good. Oh, he's, he's very good. Yeah, very he's good. Very good. Me and my best friend went to see Fellowship like thirteen times in the cinema. Wow, yeah. it is lovely. We went like twice a week. Fellowship was like time. it was just you know yeah. Fellowship is the lovely several one of years yeah. of really yeah. really long films that like mm. the first time I experienced like breaks in the cinema. I was like yeah. wow. You go to Bollywood movies, you get them all the time. They just don't do that anymore. Um, and. My favourite Christmas present, will I talk about that now? Oh yeah, go for it. Alright, so this is kind of a sad story. Okay. Because it makes me feel bad for my parents. Um, So, I remember when I was younger, I saw an ad for this thing called the Big Red Fun Bus. And I was like, I want it, want it, want it. And my parents tracked it down, they got it, and then I got it Christmas Day. And I like played with it for like two hours and then fucked it aside. And they gone to like so much effort to get it for me. And to this day, like my mom guilts me about it. Like I was about six, I think, or five or something. I was pretty young. Um, I but like, I had that bus. Yeah, I like, I really, I remember really wanting it. Like, was it a big red fun bus? It was big red bus. Yeah, it was, it was like it was, very fun. No, but no. like the advertising, it was like advertising camped, worked yeah. on me so well. Yeah. Like I was mm. just a bit like, fucking want that bus. <laughs> now I'm like, red buses remind me of England, which reminds me of the Empire. And <laughs> which reminds me of the Empire and brings no. everybody down. Yeah, and I'm just a bit like, no, can't be dealing with that. You could probably get a bus, Aaron bus in um, Mike's Models. Is that what's called? Oh, the oh, model shop yeah. place. Yeah. I had to get an Aaron Road Aaron trained for my uncle one Christmas 150 euro he put the money in my account after but I was on the dole at the time (laughs) yeah that's a big ask (laughs) my friend's dad has built recreation of Waterford train station and all the roads around it and the bridge and stuff over years it's in his garage it's about the size of this room I think it's like like in Beetlejuice yeah 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 But again, he has like the bus here and buses and like the traffic on the street and it's all and you got billboards and found out what billboards were there back then and recreated the billboards That's and such stuff. Such a soothing hobby. To yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, just yeah. My mum makes yeah. dolls. Yeah. Paint me billboards. Oh, yeah. She's really into making tiny things. She used to make wedding cakes mm-hmm. and like made these tiny ornamental icing flowers and used to build dolls houses. Just mm-hmm. tiny. She would paint things with the tip of a uh, toothpick. Oh my god! Like it was unbelievable. Why is that so pleasing? Like tiny things. <laughs> I'm just, just like tiny crayons, things. finger paints, glitter sequins. Abstract. I was watching Can't the toy it. show last night, and there was one oh, yeah. girl's toy, and she was like, "Yeah, um, why do you why do you love it? It was called Shopkins, and it was like a mini like um, shopping Little check." I missed. I missed. And, she, and they're yeah. like, "Why do you love it?" And she's like, "It's just it's tiny." I identify with that so much. <laughs> no, it's just a cute size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, look how small this thing is. I was like, yep. It's like when you had a Barbie. <laughs> all your life on, all your life. That's you have like a little Barbie, like a chicken you'd put in their little kitchen and it would be the size yeah. of the palm of your hand. And I remember I had like a Barbie kitchen that was, I got it for Christmas and it was like just a cabinet, but it was like a little cooker and a mm. sink and stuff. And I got a tiny, but everything, all the accessories were pink and purple. So the chicken was like a lavender color. <laughs> Whoa. Which was like Pest commitment to the aesthetic, yeah. but I wouldn't eat it. Yeah. No, it would kill yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> undercooked. 
So who's next? Valerie, what do you think? Yeah. Okay, um, be laugh. Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1. A thesis. Valerie <laughs> um, <laughs> I've always, and I don't really know when I, when I formed this opinion. I think it was because um, growing up, my auntie only had one VHS tape in her house when we went to visit and it was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. So we watched it. Uh, in the summertime we watched it at Christmas we watched it at Halloween every time we went over we'd be like okay we're just going to watch Home Alone 2 and we just set <laughs> off <laughs> um, and I just it kind of uh, built this incredible picture of New York in my mind mm. that um, like I've always been been chasing ever since I've been like wow it looks so amazing and it looks so fun um, and I just think yeah like for that like I think the New York part is like obviously the big draw how do you feel about Trump being in the movie? See, this is, I was going to bring yeah. this up now. This is the one black mark now on it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. Who uh, was to know what Who was to freaking know? So now I'll be watching it with some degree of sadness. Yeah. yeah. Like, they should cross really shuddering. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't it also secretly a very sad Christmas movie because of the bird lady? The bird oh, the bird, bird lady. Because I need Rickard. to tell you that I remember literally nothing about that film other than the bird lady. The bird lady. Yeah, yeah. So again, she's the kind of spectre that haunts Kevin and makes him realise that, you know, I don't know why he has to be taught this again. That just because you look weird. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kevin. <laughs> just because you look He's weird no doesn't retention. mean you're nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Like, oh, also, shit, my family also holds true again. New York. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even though you're in New York, Kevin, yeah. it still applies. Um, yeah, it's so, uh, but like, I think there's so much hap- so much happens in that film that I always forget about the bird lady and I'm sorry Brenda but that's what happens um, but <laughs> I uh, <laughs> you're caught up in the hustle and bustle of the big city yeah and Tim Curry I love Tim Curry in oh that my film God, Tim Curry's, he's so slimy the shadow of all of the genuine sorrow of bird lady erased Tim Curry from my memory yeah. I trust Tim Curry is one of my favourite living he's creatures so on this planet so funny in that film and like uh, he, oh, the bit where he goes into the hotel room and he thinks that um, he's going to get shot at, and he makes oh, yeah. everybody get on their knees. I'm like, oh, I mean, when I see him now, I feel so sad because like he's just, I don't know. When you look at him in like Rocky Horror and in that Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet yeah. Treasure Island, Sorry, he's on Clue. Clue, Clue, Clue is one of my favorite films. Yeah, I mean, we have to do a Clue, Clue Roundtable, yeah. 2017 Clue Roundtable. We all come Someone to character exams. <laughs> Shane Langan has said he wants to do Clue, so oh, no, Shane Langan. Come, yeah. do clue. Sussed. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Perfect. Perfect. I think they should CGI in a, a nicer billionaire instead of Donald Trump. Yeah, why not? Like Elon Musk. We have the we oh, have, well, the, no. we have the tools. Oh, he's, oh, and actually, affirmation. maybe. Actually, no, <laughs> Heads nice. up's gonna get taken down now. That's yeah. it. I am like obsessed with Elon Musk's private life. Like, and his, oh, his, <laughs> his ex-wife. Yeah, his ex-wife. So he's two ex-wives, and he divorced Tallulah Riley, the actress, twice. And I read her book this year. She wrote a book called Acts of Love. I enjoyed it. I was it in the library. I was going to take it, but I, I didn't because I had too many books on my card. Too many yeah. books. Too but many. All right, Rory Gilmore, hold your horses. <laughs> Jesus. Like, that she married him twice and he divorced her twice. Mm. That's one. incredible. And so she's managing her acting career, a turbulent personal life. Like she's got a jet and set between like a lot of continents. And then she wrote a book and she also runs like a startup. Play, like, sure. yeah. I, I would like and I want to leave all have the same amount of errors in the day as Beyonce guys you know we could do this uh, <laughs> but her yeah so like yeah I'd love to see Elon Musk portrayed in a movie imagine or something, he's, he's so funny like. the other day there was an episode of Simpsons that was all about him and he was guest starring as himself he's, he's not a natural actor no, no I wouldn't yeah. every I single line was delivered it was all time. it was all that he was out of ideas and Homer's was saying stupid things and giving him ideas for things oh like the Homer car and then he turned kind of thing and then he turned Springfield into like a Eco-friendly town. 
but then they lost 50 million a month from making an eco-friendly town or something he lost oh. all Mr. Burns' money it's like Ice Town but yeah he was he <laughs> I don't think he has much of an inner life I would say no. oh. he's obsessed with batteries yeah <laughs> Can you um, I'd like to see like someone who would really annoy people in the movie like George Soros because yeah. like, yeah. like people would just That's get so aneurysms across yeah. Ireland he's the guy that um, every, all the pro the anti-choice people Hungarian. are always blaming they him really for funding they really think that he gave us a bunch of money to yeah. we face this land oh right okay yeah. okay they really, right, oh, really? Like specifically get up that. in there. Oh yeah, yeah. He absolutely did not because I would have. <laughs> I would never shut up about it if he did. <laughs> just be shouting out all the time. Oh, if George Soros was given the pro-choice movement, I would be involved because I'd just be yeah. like, "Yeah, get me some Prada." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I I support, but I'm not actively involved. You know? I think Macaulay Culkin's happy now. He seems to be. He seems to be happy. He's, he's doing got weird little band, bits and pieces of stuff. Pizza Underground, yeah, underground. where he yeah. covers and he was in that video. Stuff. Did you see the video of him where he was yes. like pretending to be Older him? Kevin. It was yeah. weird. His brother plays the funniest good. character in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. his brother. His brother's, his brother's are good both. Um, yeah. yeah, he is good at yeah. I agree. Yeah, Rory Culkin. Rory. And yeah. then there's another one. There's a third. The one, who, the one who plays Wallace. Remember, is not, it's not Kieran, Rory. It's Kieran, Kieran, yeah. Kieran Culkin, I think. Yeah. The third Culkin. The third Culkin. Remember Igby Goes Down? Yeah. Yeah. With Rory, wasn't Rory in that one? Oh, I could never tell you who was Rory and who was Kieran. I think it was, yeah. Saved. That's a great film. Saved is a really that is movie. one of my favorite like yeah. um, teen films. I'm really looking forward to Mandy Moore's Christmas on Instagram. She's in Saved, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's full of Christ love. love. Yeah, she's like really sound. She does like therapy selfies before oh, she goes in. Aww. God bless. And oh she's like God. making a TV show with Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> <laughs> also known oh, as Jess. This is us. That looks kind of corny. But the really two of them. Is that yeah, his arms are like. Is this is also why? Knock at those arms. Publishing Mariano press things. Reading books, like <laughs> yeah. lifting heavy books and putting them down. Again. My first instruction to him was through Heroes as Peter Petrelli, where he's this weird, oh, greasy I loser. That, so I, yeah. I don't get the jesting at all. Oh, I did. Oh. I, I, as I'm watching more Morgan Brothers, I'm kind of getting into it. Which one is Jess now? Jess is the dark haired one. Jess is the dark haired one who would like lean on who a gives car. With the car. He always has a book in oh, his back pocket. Oh, there's always one who leans on a car. Oh, no. He gave her Hell by Allen Ginsberg. Yeah. Oh, break your hands. Everyone is. We've already talked about that. Luke, all Luke, Luke or go home. Luke or go home. Taylor Daisy. Paris. Get with Paris. Paris. Did you Stop have you watched Paris. the new one? Yeah. Paris is great. Isn't yeah. It? She's Paris and Emily. I would watch everyone else. Yeah. Paris and Emily. So They're all the fat that I would trim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because um, I think if you work in media, any girl I know who works in media, I think the new Gilmore girls like aged us a bit, um, <laughs> <Yes>. because Rory <laughs> was so incompetent and um, just such a. Oh, rude I, I don't watch it. I, I read, yeah, I was reading so much about it. Yeah. Everyone's really angry. I watched the first, I watched it up to a point the first few seasons. And I was like, I can get Lorelai Thrillmore. Lol, this is funny. And I, yeah. I was saying earlier, I, I, I can't, I can't. Ah, oh God, Rory, stop her! I just I feel the opposite. I loathe her. Like I can't watch her talk. She's like so frustrating. Yeah. but I never got around to liking Paris either. So Didn't I like her, but you're going to love her in the revival because the revival she has her shit together. together. Yeah, she gets, she gets her shit together. Mm. But I also don't like the way Amy Sherman Palladino was like, people are being too harsh and more. And then defenders of the show were like saying, no, this is her arc. And I'm like, no, Amy Sherman Palladino did not talk to a journalist. No. Yeah, it seems like she just didn't like. She just didn't look at anything. Like no. she just yeah. like. Isn't Condé Nast like a travel company? Yeah, it's not no, a magazine. It's a, they, it's own, a they own like Reddit and stuff. They own all the yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's not you, like she. Yeah, you don't like, go to a meeting with Condé Nast with no ideas. Yeah. You go no. to a meeting with Condé Nast with your kidney hanging out of you, ready to. <laughs> Would you like it? <laughs> yeah, I have one. I have another like, one actually. I can give you half of that one. The rest. I, of I can write a story about like selling my organ. Still warm. Yeah. You offer them platelets. Yeah. <laughs> or like eggs or something. But don't yeah. you think that somebody like Rory Gilmore... Take my like, eggs. <laughs> but maybe it is her arc. 
maybe of course she's a bit shit and in the, in the real world and outside of Stars Hollow she's just kind of like they were just, all talk, just no told walk. she was really good all the time without much evidence mm. so there is that one episode that. where she comes back for a weekend and they've assumed she's going to be like the ice cream queen that week because everybody in Stars Hollow loves her so much yeah yeah. That's like funny. oh that's that's how that's what she grew up in but I don't think they yeah. have it like they yeah. don't think they push that message strong enough no, no. there's that one episode but yeah, yeah. I'm, only, I'm only on season 4 though so I don't know but yeah yeah <laughs> But home alone too. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, Give us concrete, concrete <laughs> we're terrible. Okay, we're back to it. I yeah. actually wrote an article about this last year. Um, I'm trying to remember my points. Um, oh, the toy shop. The toy shop is the toy shop of dreams. Um, if you remember, it's called Duncan's Toy Chest, and you just go in, and all the toys are out, and you can like play with them as you're walking around. And I just thought like. This place has to be real and I must get to it. <laughs> I always assumed it was actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. I don't think it was real, but um, it was based on FAO Schwartz mm. in New York. FAO Schwartz is grand. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I went there and yeah. I was like, where are the toys? Mm. I want to play with Where's them. the magic? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 23 emotions? years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's. The, I loved the toy shop and I, basically everything that I liked about it was like based on like getting things, yeah. and <laughs> which is kind of bad. Well, like the toy, the talk hotel boy. hotel on his own. Like yeah. that yeah. was cool. Yeah. And the talk oh, boy. I had a talk boy. boy. I had a talk girl, the pink one. Oh, I was obsessed jealous. with that thing. I want one of the, uh, they're dead. The colour, they're dead look. They look like the Lewis. Yeah. yeah. I recorded songs off the radio on my talk Yes, I recorded, I recorded fake radio radio shows uh, yeah, with my friends Aww. and news and bulletins. look at us now how far we come so it was just me going and the weather today is rainy <laughs> they still have the tapes I remember listening to them a while ago and I was like oh god bless do you remember when you were like 12 or 13 and you were going to career guidance and you thought like weather woman or weather man was like a legit career yeah, yeah. there's like two of them just re- just like <laughs> the pathology. There's only yeah. one state pathologist. She's like an assistant one, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Mary Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> My BFF. Yeah. She Dr. just Mary seems glamorous. She was seen leaving the scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she seen. was. She's her always coats seen. are always really nice when I see if her. If you were a state pathologist and you don't have nice coats, then what the? What are you doing with your time? Like, Look at your life. Sorry, you know? I'm picturing like a Gillian Anderson, um, like, what's her name? Yes. Yes. But Stella Gibson type yeah. character oh. swanning around in silk shirts and stuff like just that. Being like, Mm, he's dead. Corpus hands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goals, like that's it. Emma. Goals. Yeah, I suppose Home Alone is kind of all about that weird freedom of like just being able just to have like, what you want, take yeah. whatever you want. It's like, like it's like how he Richie Rich is another Macaulay. I love film, that film. which is the same thing. Where I it's love like, it. He has a McDonald's in his house. Yes, like, <laughs> and a roller coaster. Yeah, I was obsessed with that film too. It's just about the things, isn't it? Yeah, like the stuff. It's the materialism. Stuff. And when oh, you're yeah. a kid, you love stuff. You toys. Toys, um, fancy hotels. Eating all the shit you want. Really yeah. nice markers that aren't yeah. wasted at all. Yeah. You don't want to watch Fly Away Home. No. no. You're like, oh. or all dogs <laughs> go to dogs. heaven. <laughs> you want to see a kid have stuff and yeah. you want the stuff. Capitalism and that's goals. Christmas. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Jean has left, but we are now joined by Dharma Causeland, Carrie Bevan and Shauna Scott. You. And Ooh. Valerie, Hello. tell us about your favourite Yes, oh, okay. Um, so before we got into a heated discussion about if it was baby born or baby Bjorn, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's baby born. Um, yeah, my favorite Christmas present was a baby born. Um, I must have been around five or six, and it was you know the hot toy of the mm-hmm. time. You had to have a baby born. Um, and I got it, and I really loved it, and I played with it all the time. And now I'm thinking, like, it didn't really do anything, uh, it, it, it pissed. 
Um, you ate it, and you know, you know, sorry. <laughs> I ate my baby. No, uh, you fed it with this, like you got this packet of like like powdery stuff that you mixed up into it into its food mm. with water. Like astronaut food. Yeah, it was yeah, so strange. I don't know what was the point of just like giving us a packet of powder anyway got the packet of powder you mixed it up to water you gave it um, to the baby and it kind of just went into the mouth and then all the way down and out like in about mm, like a minute it just like slid down some tube in the baby and came out the other end it's like a shoot <laughs> and that was ideal like when, you're, when you're five years old and you want the like all the fun of a real life baby without the baby so did you say that a lot I well, never, I never understood dolls. Yeah, really, I don't. I, I think figures. I did. Like, yeah. I mean, I certainly was, and I don't think I was ever really into playing house or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think it was just another, like, another character for my like Barbie doll games. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like baby. hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's giant baby and bald Ken. And yeah. <laughs> I had a Ken doll that like you could shave. Oh my god, yeah. did you have Ken? I absolutely yeah. did. Yeah. So eventually, it's he stopped being able to be shaved, and he was just know. awful. He was just like he was like his beard like would grow back all because it was kind of oh, like a water yeah. activated thing. Yeah. So his beard was seventeen like, year old trying yeah. to jump yeah. underwater too hot, or that beard is there forever. Oh, yeah. No yeah. amount of small fake sponge uh, shaving razor is going to. And I wasn't now where I'm like, oh, beards are fine. Like at the time, I was like, beards. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so uh, uh, I was disgusted with them, and I never used them after that. <laughs> Banished <laughs> the ugly man who I brought out to be a baddie. Sometimes <laughs> look at him. Oh. <laughs> Back in the shoe drawer. Get, Get in there with giant baby. Yeah. <laughs> we never so, had yeah. a Ken. We had an action man that my mom found on the beach. Oh. <laughs> she called him Carlos. <laughs> and we found him in Wexford. And he was completely out of proportion for all the Barbies to go out with. He was like way bigger than them. But we were like, it's fine. It's great. Imagination. <laughs> yeah. It's like I those pictures that. of like Shaq a girlfriend. He was just very yeah, chunky. Just huge, yeah. He had a big backstory because he was like, yeah, like a castaway. He was like, where's this so new exotic, guy in town? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never had a Ken, but my friends had all like the new Barbies. So I, I had loved going. You know when you had a friend who had all the stuff and you were so excited to go yeah. to their house because you'd be like playing. It's they had like the so horse. Good. They had the horse. The horse. And the, the camper van. Yeah. Oh my God. These bitches who had the camper van. The camper, camper van. Still and the house with the bed that you flipped it and there was a bath. There was oh. always somebody, always in my house, and I say somebody's older sister who would have a car boot sale or like a, a front garden sale or something like that where they'd Best. be like, here is a giant box of Barbie toys for like five euro. And there's this moment, I genuinely remember a moment where I was walking around from the big green towards Grange Park Rise on my street and one of the houses next to the BNB, one of the older girls who was yeah. like, 12 or 13 was selling all of our Barbie stuff and being like seeing this box of just Barbie fabric <laughs> and uh, pissing it home to get a couple of pounds off my man <laughs> and by the time I got back there was like a shoe the other <laughs> vultures yeah. vultures of teenagers of like god oh my god like six or seven year old girls had hopped it man that stuff was high stakes do you remember like, Bratz? Like I was a bit too yeah, old. Yeah, I was too old for them. My sister had them, and my um, sister did too. Mm. There was, and my parents now tell this story because they, 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 they. She wanted a fashion catwalk thing that you put the brat on, and the brat went down the catwalk. Like because they, they didn't have feet. like feet, feet yeah. so you're able to stick them into the little um the pre-made feet on the catwalk and it, she would just like lurch down the catwalk <laughs> <laughs> and then turn around at the end um, so my sister wanted this and she would have nothing else and my parents searched high and low and they ended up getting it shipped from somewhere 
I don't know where. Somebody who lived abroad anyway got it, shipped it over. And Emma was so dissatisfied with the way she lurched down the, like, the, you know, because it wasn't a smooth, no. you know, it wasn't a smooth good end. It wasn't a sachet. No, it was, no. It was very it was like much. a weekend at Bernie's. And she just was so uh, unhappy with that that she never played with it. And my parents are now like, we did that for you. <laughs> and that is how you paid us. <laughs> so that's like the opposite to my baby born story. I love my baby born. And that's the end. Thanks, Valerie. <laughs> Everybody say goodbye, Valerie. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bye. Valerie. That was Valerie. Next up, Dharma Cousin is going to talk to us. Talk to us about Gremlins. Gremlins. Hi, Alan. Hi, everybody. Hi. 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 Oh um, yeah. Welcome back. Thanks. Um, yeah, Gremlins. Um, actually, I was in the cinema in uh, Smithfield yesterday, that lighthouse cinema, um, and they're doing one of those. Christmas film festivals mm. and you know the way now it's kind of cool to have an unconventional choice of a Christmas film so I think the kind of cliched one now is Die Hard but yeah. they also had Batman Returns but mm. I thought they missed a the trick with that they didn't have Gremlins mm. maybe maybe next year they'll have Gremlins because it, Gremlins. yeah mm. And it is kind of weirdly, weirdly Christmassy. I suppose if yeah, it, it's, enough it's, time passes, anything like there, becomes There's Christmassy. Christmas films and films that just happen to be set at Christmas. Yeah, I'm not sure which one of those Gremlins actually is. Like, Die Hard is just a film that happens to be set at Christmas. Yeah, like, that doesn't have to be. No, but it has a really eerie, eerie Christmas song scene yeah. halfway through. You know, with the record skipping. Yeah. And this. I think it is a Christmas <laughs> film because the whole point is that it's a Christmas gift isn't it yeah he's mm. so I feel like it would be a proper Christmas yeah. film like, yeah and, there's, for life, like, and the Santa story yeah yeah yeah, yeah and story. it could be oh, like no. a really weird <gasps> metaphor for the birth of our Lord Jesus because <laughs> <laughs> Don't, <laughs> don't feed him after midnight. <laughs> Mary ate after midnight and then she became pregnant with Jesus. And that's yeah. What story, happened? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so Alan, uh, Alan, when Alan said, uh, do you want to talk about something about Christmas? I thought, not. I wasn't really thinking about gremlins. I was spe- thinking specifically about a scene in gremlins where a gremlin explodes in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, things do explode in microwaves at Christmas, I suppose. Like, But uh, a gremlin explodes. And I watched it again on, on YouTube. Um, the whole scene around the, the gremlin exploding in the microwave shocked me actually now older how just how crazily gory, gory there was a lot of controversy at the time they brought in the PG-13 rating because of Gremlins because of Gremlins yeah, yeah. Really? Mm, because of the microwave scenes specifically yeah but apparently there was a lot was there no PG-13 rating it was PG and R had the director got his way um Da- Joel Dante I think is yeah. the name of the director yeah. had he got his way it would have been even worse the central character Billy his mum who battles against a, a bunch of gremlins in the kitchen and they all you can actually watch a YouTube video of all the gremlin deaths compressed into oh, like, <laughs> like five minutes if you're into that kind of thing but um, she kills about three of them in quick succession in the, the uh, kitchen but she she um, defeats them and she's the victor mm. but there was supposed <laughs> to be uh, a different outcome that Steven Spielberg put his foot down because he was the executive producer um, that she gets decapitated by a gremlin oh. and there was another scene that was uh, cut by Spielberg where gremlins um, uh, invade a McDonald's and start to eat the customers <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to keep it commercial yeah I think so, so. it would actually make money it's the yeah. dream the dream of the, the gremlins that could have been um, <laughs> but uh, yeah so that so could have been a lot gorier um, but one scene that Spielberg uh, really didn't want, but the director insisted on, he said it was it was a, the deal breaker, um, was the story. I don't know if you remember the the guy Billy 
tells, or is it the girl tells the girls, Billy? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. tells Billy the story, which is based on an American, one of those urban legends mm-hmm. um, about her um, father at Christmas dressed up as Santa. And, well, they, they didn't know um, after Christmas Day, they thought he had gone missing because he... he um, didn't appear on Christmas morning mm-hmm. and then months later this horrible smell came down the chimney mm-hmm. uh, yeah it turned out that he had um, dressed up as Santa to surprise them and got lodged in the chimney and I guess wasted away <laughs> inside the chimney so yeah it's a really really it's a tough dark going. really yeah. dark film especially if it's PG that kids I saw Gremlins when I was like nine my dad rented yeah, it was, yeah, my yeah. dad just, you know, I said this before he just let us watch whatever and mm. like we, I remember we all got chipper and then we watched Gremlins <laughs> and like I really liked it but I also was like crying because it was yeah. properly scary. Like. It's genuinely tense as well. Yeah. There's all those oh, jumpy yeah, moments where they jump mm. out of cupboards and out of blenders and things. It's, it's that juxtaposition with the fact that Gizmo was absolutely adorable. <laughs> yeah. Like Gizmo yeah. is iconic yeah. in like how yeah. original yeah. Furby. Yeah. 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 And he's very good natured and he's his little mouth and he's just very, and he sings, doesn't he? he, he sings. Yeah. He's yeah. just yeah. A very yeah. pure. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Do you want me to get that one? I'll go good. Uh, <laughs> Gizmo, uh, Gizmo's deli was what I was going to say there, which is a, uh, Interesting juxtaposition, Sarah Griffin's yeah. existence again. Um, <laughs> Furby definitely modelled. They, they it couldn't yeah. have been. It couldn't have no, been an yeah. accident, the right? The ears and the weird like voice, like the eyes as well, the way they move. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my my sister's name is Shelby, and the sequel to Furby, they came out with a like a a shellfish oh, based yeah. version mm. called a Shelby, <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to get that for her the next year. Short lived. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like a weird. They're not like shellfish aren't cuddly or cute. Like it was. It was like furry. There was like a shell. I mean, yeah. it was very. If you think about it now, very vaginal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a shell with fur. Super yonic, like a shell yeah. with fur. <laughs> those those type of toys have really like they've become absolutely so um, advanced this year because uh, I've colleagues at work who are their kids are looking for something called a Hatchimal. Have you heard about it? No. I've heard of the name, but I don't know what is it. It's like? the toy that you know. Every year, there's this toy. Yeah. And you can't get it, and you have to, you know, kind of beat up another parent or something, mm. or or you know, do something really humiliating to to get the toy. Um, this is a, an egg. Um, that it's, I think the egg is made out of a sort of a paper, and there's a, a thing inside it that physically hatches out of the egg once, so it uses its beak to to tap the inside of the egg mm. about about an hour after you open the toy and it only hatches out once um, and it's Looks like, like a Furby it's very like a Furby Hi hey. Peter nice to see Hello. you again What's going on? Peter Don has joined us Hello Hello We need to get more We're talking about yeah. Hatchimals Yeah they're yeah. definitely on the gizmo Furby continu- it's continuum It's like in Young Jurassic Park where they go they see the baby raptor Oh Coming yeah, out of the shell. Yeah, it's that kind of appeal. It is, and yeah. well, but if you actually see the hatch, if you watch it on YouTube, it's the same thing because you know the way the Jurassic Park shell is kind of rubbery. Like yeah, yeah. You, don't, you expect an egg to just, but these Hatchimal eggs, you see sort of dints appearing in them, and yeah, it looks really lifelike when when it's hatching. Um, uh, when it actually comes out, it just looks like a, a toy. But when you're looking at this egg, you think you know this is like an actual egg with some kind of an animal, <laughs> kind of an animal in it. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so cool. Hatchimals. What's your favorite uh, present you've ever gotten oh, yeah. for Christmas? When you were like a little kid, what do you remember the most? Um, my own favorite present. I I, I can remember all the the crap presents that <laughs> I ate. Do that too. Um, <laughs> no, I'd say my fa- my favorite present was probably um, the Atari seventy eight hundred 
um, game system. It was a kind of a mixed blessing. Uh, I I was very excited about it because it was a, a computer game system, but I discovered very quickly that there were there weren't many games available in Navin Shopping Centre <laughs> for, for for it. Like about, about three, I had a, I had a um, a box that came with the the thing that had pictures of all these other games that were like unavailable to me because I had no way no way of getting them. So I dreamed used to dream about them what they'd be like. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, after, after, that's the one that really sticks out. Yeah, the um, the worst. Well, there's all kinds of dud board games. Like the his the, the history of Christmas is just crap board games that kids don't play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got this one called the Game of Life. Oh, <laughs> do you remember yeah, that? Remember that? Yeah. That's a pretty intense game, isn't it? Yeah. It, well, like I think we won't, I think we like in proper board game tradition. I think we literally played it once for about twenty minutes and didn't even get the whole way through it. But um, yeah, it, it had all these little doodads on it, like a wheel you spin. There, was, I mean, there was no strategy involved, right? It was like snakes and ladders, kind of made unnecessarily complicated. You didn't really have to do anything um, uh, strategic in it. But you know, you would spin it, spin a wheel, and it would say, "You've had kids," and then you you, <laughs> you push a button that says, "You owe the bank That's so much dark. money." Because I, I love Merry that Christmas. So yeah. Yeah. We yeah, we played that all the, the game time. of life. The game of life, like oh what would God. happen is we'd follow the rules and then like halfway through we're like, well, we're done paying our mortgage. Like, <laughs> fuck this, we're going to Europe. Like, and, just, and we just make the cars because yeah. you're like in a little car and you have yeah. like, you know, you and your husband and like however many kids you end up having. And um, and then at the very end, you get a mansion. Like you retire and get a mansion. Yeah. Or like someone dies or something, but like, <laughs> but like Either at the or. end they have these like three mansions that you can like pick from, and so like I went into like I don't know life generally expecting that this is what life was going to be like. <laughs> like I'm gonna get a fucking mansion when I retire because that's how it works. Then there's another game. kind of one that came out at the same time of it that was really nihilistic and we got that one as well it's called Go For Broke oh yeah and it's, the, it's the other way broke. around you yeah, start yeah. off as a millionaire but you have to lose all your mo- your money and become bankrupt wow. and um, it, the ad I think the ad actually showed someone like ending up homeless <laughs> like it was really there was a, a like, horse racing wheel in it so you could bet on you have to lose as much money on horses as you could as one of the bits yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah teaching you that like to gamble yeah yeah like the dangers of gambling maybe they're yeah. good yeah. preparing children for like you know the disenchanted world of adulthood, kind of, <laughs> you know gnarly adulthood simulators. So I don't know, oh my God. but um, there's a VR there, for that now, probably. I I didn't find the game of life um, fun to play. I think I I played it about once. Yeah. So that's yeah, because they're t- they were too expensive too. Those things like they, yeah, they, you know they weren't really. I remember when I was four, I wanted hungry hungry hippos. And my parents wouldn't get it. I was in like, um, Quinsworth with my grandmother. And I was like, oh, that's the thing Quinsworth. I want. Oh, my God. Yeah. 90. And my grandmother was like, yeah. oh, sure, that, that's a fortune. And in my head, I had never heard the word fortune before. So oh. it was four. I was like, that must be cheap. She, she must be about to buy it. <laughs> so I thought that fortune was something cheap for a very long time. Yeah. Because I wanted it to be true. Hungry Hungry Hippos was mm. like, you know I have not thought about that since then, but I feel like what? back then I thought about that a lot. Yeah, it was a big. I feel like it was something that the advertisement like peered in behind my eyeballs and got me. <laughs> how though? Like yeah, how I, that works? Why do I care about? I knew hippos? I knew nobody with hungry hungry hippos. I only knew it from ads. But I like ha- I don't know how you could forget about like I use that as like a pet name for everyone. Like like if you're <laughs> or, like are how hungry how hungry are you? Oh, are you a hungry hungry hippo? 
Whoa. You never say that? That is okay, blank. Just blank. me. <laughs> I've seen the live action Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hang on. We're about to bring in Peter into the mic here. <laughs> the live action Hungry Hungry Hippos what on is YouTube. It? It's like... Um, is it a dystopian? Or no, like it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's out in this back garden and people are lying on skateboards and somebody has their feet and they're holding a bucket and they're wheeling them in and out of the skateboard and you have to try and get a football with the bucket. Oh, <laughs> I'm so upset. But also intrigued. You know what, um, you know what the, the Pacific garbage, uh, what's it called? There's this huge island of plastic garbage in the Pacific. I'd say half, of, garbage half of it is probably made out of those little white balls from, <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> Hungry Hippos. I'd say that that's where the they've ended up. That was a lot of these toys. Is that they just had bits that would go fucking missing. Yeah. Bits that went missing. And that was always the tough thing, is that like even if you did get an exciting thing at Christmas, half it was just like eaten by sofas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Like yeah. Barbie shoes and all. It's like, like when you got kerplunk and you didn't have enough needles to make it work anymore. <laughs> so all the marbles would just kerplunk immediately. So there was always one like really weird, obsessive, compulsive, perfectionist kid who'd keep the game in pristine condition oh, for in years. Little, in little... Uh, uh, Little bags, ziplocs. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, they, but we didn't have ziplocs. But well, in my house, we never had a ziploc. <laughs> it was far from a ziploc. <laughs> I was reared. But the ones that had the little uh, squeezy thing on them, the, the squeezed, ones. Yeah. yeah, and that never stayed closed. So you thought you were being real sound, putting oh. all your Barbie shoes in a little bag, and then a little bag got opened. Once you put them in the big box, the Barbie shit, they were lost. Yeah, and then to somehow they were still under the couch anyway. Yeah. Even if the Barbie has never been in the sitting room, the couch just ate all the things. So I feel like that's where all the hungry, hungry hippo balls are is the backs of sofas all over this world. Just chilling. Even if you've never had them in your house, somehow <laughs> in the back of your house. It's like when Sam and know to go back to where they were born. They just... <laughs> or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe not at all. They like migrate. They migrate yeah. upstream. upstream uh, from upstream. Garbage Island in a huge... In, a, in like a murmuration. <laughs> There's like balls of, of like the tiny little yolks. I do, I've seen them on the telly. I think what I found like super compelling about Hungry Hungry Hippos is was the opposite of a board game. The most board games, you sit there and you wait. You have to wait your turn. Mm-hmm. You roll a dice yeah. and it takes forever. And this is like, no, you all just sit down and hit a button really, really fast. <laughs> just like really whack it. It's like it's a fighting pointless. game. Yeah. Like There's no preparation for like Olympics yeah. games. Yeah, yeah you just, just like run mashing buttons against yeah. like, but you also get to declare yourself a winner. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I shouldn't be a able to make my, like, my fingers spasm on command. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can because of like running games and stuff on the Mega Drive. It's like the Tekken of board games. Yeah. Well, if you play Tekken badly, yeah. Oh, some, of us use, some, badly. some of us use tactics, Alan. I, some of us are artists. <laughs> Alan's a real gamer. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm terrible. My, my roommate was one of those, and if you just did a leg sweep constantly and beat him, he would fume for days. Because <laughs> <laughs> he put so much thought into it. You're just like, leg sweep, leg sweep, leg sweep, leg sweep. Yeah. Button basher. Yeah. I just pressed whatever. I never really knew how to play properly. Yeah, I was a total button smasher. Yeah. And like, because um, I used to play like Soul Calibur 2 all oh, the I time. Oh, I love Soul Calibur. I was always and, Cervantes. Um, <laughs> I, I could beat anyone with any character because I was so good at button smashing and it pissed off all the guys. They're like, oh, you're just a girl. You're just a button smasher. I'm like, you're just pissed off because you're losing. <laughs> You could do the suck same my tits. <laughs> get it, get it. If you, if you can't beat somebody who's just like doing the same move over and over again, maybe yeah. you're not actually that good. Yeah. <laughs> Where are your combos now? <laughs> Ooh, you can press L, then you can press R, then you can press down and up. Oh, I'm not too late, too late. Too late. <laughs> okay, so the current people in the room are Ellen Tannum, Shauna Scott, Sarah Marie Griffin, Carrie Bevan. Peter Don, Alan McGuire, and Tara Flynn on the floor. Hello, Not quite near a microphone. <laughs> so I think we're going to go to Shauna. Yes. Hey, what's my talk to us about? 
How are you? Um, so I, I'm really good. Today I'm going to talk about reindeer facts. So there's a little story behind this. A couple years ago, my mom started a WhatsApp group with me and my sister um, and just titled it Reindeer Facts on December 1st and then just started sending us a reindeer fact a day until <laughs> Christmas. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some reindeer facts out there. Yeah. This is this is specifically from my mother. She <laughs> she did all the research for this. I, I have no new material. <laughs> Just go through all of my, my WhatsApp messages with my mom. But I did ask her, um, I was like, can you please send me some some more, like, some fresh reindeer facts? Because I'm going in to record this podcast. And she was like, okay, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, did your mother know these facts already? Is she, is she already a font of reindeer knowledge or did she, like, research this? No, no, this? no. She, she goes, like, searching for re- new reindeer facts. And so this year, because cause we've done it, like, two years in a row, she was hard-pressed to find new reindeer facts. Yeah. So she has been interspersing it with just pictures of dogs wearing reindeer antlers. Always good. Um, yeah. and, and just general Christmas mm-hmm. facts. But she did. I did ask for reindeer facts specifically for this podcast. <laughs> so. Um, so did you know that reindeers are strong, energy-efficient running machines? A 20-pound new calf can put out... Sorry, could, um, could put out... <laughs> can, out <laughs> can outrun a man. Um, yeah. Reindeer in general are more efficient than other land mammals. And when... She sent that to me. I, I just started imagining reindeer being like really good at like accounts and general admin, <laughs> just being very efficient. They'd be crap in the in the um, civil service. They're good multitaskers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> I love this one. Um, Norwegian scientists have hypothesized that Rudolph's red nose is probably the result of a parasitic infection of his <laughs> respiratory system. <laughs> Actually, okay, so here's a question. Did any of you see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop-motion animation movie when you were kids? No, I didn't. Yeah? I have, like, cobwebby memories of it. In like That's, that's like, a real sensory memory for me. So that, so that yeah, so to me, that was, like, that was Christmas. That was, like, the Christmas tradition when I was really, really little. So the, the premise is, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, all the other reindeers wouldn't let him play in their reindeer games and stuff. And he ended up meeting up with this um, elf um, named Hermie. I think, isn't it Hermie or Herpy or something like that? And he was really crap at being an elf. He didn't like to build toys, um, but he really wanted to be a dentist. Like, really wanted to be a dentist to the point where, like, he was, like, taking dolls and, like, doing, like, amateur dental surgery on the the (laughs) dolls. Um, So him and Rudolph run away together in the middle of, like, the North Pole. I don't know where they thought they were going. Um, the urban center of the huh? North Pole. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, the metropolis part. Yeah, yeah. So it was literally, like, Santa's workshop. The caves where the reindeers lived, because the reindeers lived in caves. Oh, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and and then just the Arctic tundra and, like, nothing nothing else. Anyway, they ended up um, meeting this this gold mining prospector guy out in the middle of nowhere. And um, and then the three of them went on an adventure and ended up in the land of misfit toys that was ruled by like this, this lion king lion thing. It's a really fucking weird <laughs> film, but amazing. Like it's, it's short enough. Like it's only like 40 or 50 minutes long, um, but it's really good. It was done in the 1960s. So it's got that real 1960s stop motiony crapness about it. I feel like, I don't think it ever, Aired over here, did it? Because I only know about it. Has it? Yeah, yeah, but in the in the 
Do you want to sit here? It was in the long ago past. Okay. It used to be on Christmas Eve. And then it was funny because it was only when I met my husband, who's American. Mm. It was like, he was like, oh yeah, we used to see that. We used to be on all the time. Every yeah. year. Because yeah. I feel like I already I know it through it. references I in other stuff. I DVD. I have it. Oh yeah. So you can see it. <gasps> yeah. Do you want to come over right now? <laughs> <laughs> you can see. And there was The Abominable Snowman was in it. Oh yes, The Abominable Snow. And um, the, the prospector guy, he just called it The Bumble. <laughs> So it was, yeah, terrifying. Nice. Absolutely yeah. terrifying is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Give us more reindeer facts. We need okay. more reindeer facts. Okay, more reindeer facts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, do we need more tambourine for this? More tambourine. Yeah. Reindeer facts. Reindeer facts. Looking up reindeer facts on a phone. Lovely. Okay. It kind of does a good job as a fake sleigh bell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it it is sleigh bells. No, it, it is sleigh bells. It is sleigh bells. Definitely not a tambourine. <laughs> no, it's not a tambourine at all. I've never even seen a tambourine. I hope no one's taking a picture of this beautiful sleigh bell I brought with me. <laughs> I used to um, busk in Cork and... <laughs> Uh, whenever I'd have my tambourine in my bag, someone would come up to me. Someone would come up to me in Roach's stores and go, I think your flask is broken. <laughs> and they would say that and I would go, it's a tambourine actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, that showed them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tambourines, is it? Yeah. <laughs> tambourines is it. Okay, reindeer fact number nine. This is from last year. Most likely, Santa's reindeer were all female because the males would not have had their antlers at this time of year. Also, males carry as little as 5% body fat in the winter because they burn most of it in the rutting season in the fall. Females enter winter with as much as 50% body fat and carry their insulation in their rump. This keeps them toasty to minus 45 (laughs) degrees. There you go. There you know everything about that fact. <laughs> it's a really good fact. <laughs> they're just more suited because they're cozier. Yeah. Mm. I like everything about that. So what was the best Christmas present you ever got? Best Christmas present I ever got was videotaped. <laughs> um, when Shelby and I were about seven, um, this so my my dad got a like a tape record like a video recorder when we were like five or six or something and decided that every year he was going to videotape us opening our Christmas presents and um and so the the year after he got it he was videotaping us like opening up our Christmas presents and um we got the the bog standard kind of like Looney Tunes. Shelby was really into Tweety Bird, so she got lots of like Tweety Bird pajamas, socks and stuff. And I got like Bugs Bunny. Um, and you could kind of see we we're kind of like, oh, yeah, this is great. Thank you. Because they'd be like, say thank you, like <laughs> to the video camera, like, thank you. Um, and then the very last gift they pull out this box, and just by the size of the box alone, we knew exactly what it was, and we start losing our <laughs> shit. And we unwrap it and just start screaming and running around the room. It was a Super Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, and my parents still have this videotape of us, like, screaming and losing our shit, and they're like, what do you say? And we're like, thank you, Grandpa! Because Grandpa <laughs> I have the exact same story, but about a Mega Drive. Really? Like on, yeah. like on video. Yeah, on video. Like the parents were filming us open presents, and they left um, a letter on the tree, and we just hadn't noticed we were just playing with our presents. They're like, "There's something else up there, you guys." And we're like, and you see both our heads go Phoomp, straight narrowly on it, and we open it up, and then it obviously says like, "There's a present over there somewhere else." So we looked, our both our heads like swooshed around again to where it is, and we again put out this big box, and it's a Mega Drive. Oh. Neither of us had asked for, hadn't even thought to ask for. Yeah. 
But again, yeah, video reveal. The syncing up of technology arriving into Irish households as yeah. well, I think. Mm. You know, where it's like it, the year that you would get the video camera would, of course, be the year that you get the other technological mm. thing because technology has happened. Yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. Before that, it was just like snap Kodak and it was like <laughs> video cam. Jesus, like fancy. <laughs> I've got another like funny Christmas gift story. Yeah. Is at the door. I'll be right back. So um, my mom decided that she wanted us to be a little bit more cultural one year and um, which like first mistake, <laughs> like we grew up in the American suburbs, like culture was not our thing. Um, but she had been doing like her reindeer facts thing. She was like doing research and discovered that there was a um uh, like a tradition in Germany called the pickle tradition. Now, whether or not this is an actual tradition remains to be seen. I think someone probably just sold her a pickle ornament and said <laughs> it was like a tradition. So what you do is you hide the pickle ornament. It's like a glass ornament of a pickle that you hide somewhere in the tree. And then you have the kids of the family try and look for it. And whoever finds it gets an extra gift. Now, there's only two children in our family. <laughs> and we, because we were so close in age, like we're only 19 months apart, mm. we were competitive as fuck. <laughs> and my mom, like, so she got this like pickle ornament and was like, okay, find the pickle. <laughs> like, so we start practically knocking down the tree to like find this pickle ornament. And it just caused chaos and then um whoever found the the ornament was meant to get this like special present it was like chocolate or whatever um but because we were like so super competitive like the uh, the person who lost was obviously going to be in a foul mood like the rest <laughs> of christmas and so my mom never did it ever again <laughs> <laughs> She she put the pickle ornament on the tree as like a reminder to never have us compete ever again. We have a new a new member of the table. Hello, Dave Rodden. Dave Hello. Arrived. But first, Peter Dunn's going to tell us something. Hello. <laughs> Peter, what are you going to tell us? Uh, my big Christmas memory that led to a big, a bigger obsession was um, my mom used to do this thing where she would kind of brainwash the kids by buying us all her favorite albums. When, from her growing up so you know we got like Neil Young after the Gold Rush all this stuff and then she got me the Carpenters Greats Hits on tape and I was Fabulous. like oh, yeah mm. and I was so like what's this and I'm kind of a bit dark so my mom now had to win me around she said that girl starved herself to death and I went really? <laughs> for you <laughs> so I said really how and she, she stopped eating and then she had a heart attack and so I was like put it on so, <laughs> so I was convinced it was going to be really you know kind of heavy and moping and then it was just beautiful <laughs> but uh and uh, so you know the, i think the best christmas song of all time is merry christmas darling by the carpenters and so even though i kind of love all this extreme stuff and you know horror films and endurance sports and things like that the carpenters just and it's just it's christmas you know and then they have like you know the carpenters special so we watched that on pirate dvd last year that somebody burned for me but um yeah every year we have to have karen carpenter in the house yeah, it's weird. It's like the gorgeous ghost of Karen Carpenter yeah. descends yes. on the house, like the fairy on top of the Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the tree would Karen hold her. Karen Carpenter, she's like, a, she's like a vocal endurance sport, though. Like her, there's this bit in Goodbye to Love. This is real nerdy shit, but there's this bit, this run she does in Goodbye to Love, yeah. where it's like I've said Goodbye to Love, and she goes on from she she goes like a verse in a bridge 
without fucking taking a breath. Oh, I yeah. Because she's just, that. you know, you know the one I'm talking about, and it's just yeah. like it goes through live or die, time and time again. The chance for love has passed me by, and all I know of love, and she just keeps going, like you know, she's belting it. But, just, but didn't she? She drum, drummed as well, didn't she? Of course yeah. she did. So she drummed and sang, but she was only five Aww. foot four, so they said they couldn't see her behind the drum kit, <laughs> so they made her come out front to like being like the lead of the band but she was terrified because she was so shy but they said you know it was all in the mic because if you ever heard her singing in a room her voice was so quiet and so low because she was so shy and oh. it was only amplified by the mic you can hear you can hear the breaths when she takes them on the yeah. mic I absolutely like I have a Christmas crossover story my first ever music Christmas present was the Carpenter's Gold <gasps> album and yeah I became absolutely obsessed with her as yeah. a kid as well Never. trying yeah. to do trying to do that voice when you're you're little is hilarious yeah. I said goodbye yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, f- I'm eight I'm or whatever kidding. it was you know? <laughs> oh yeah and you're like chilling out in your own room being like alright yeah Let's go. Smoking packs of cigarettes. That's now. (laughs) Just, you know, back to Kleenex because of all the emotion. Oh my God. (laughs) Trying to find a window to look out while you sing Rainy Days and Mondays. (laughs) Hanging around. Oh my god, they were all, they were absolute horror merchants. To be fair, it was just like, do you like pain? Would you yeah. like pain if it was covered in sugar? Would you like pain yeah. if it was covered in car carbonate? Yes. Like it's, yeah. it's so sweet, but, but it's every, all so like sad. Her life was tragic because you know she was always her mother basically told her that she was the support to her brother. Whoa. Yeah, so she was told that, and then she even because um, she was only thirty two when she died, but she made an album with I think it was was it Joey Ramone, someone like that. She made a solo album. And Richard said, no, that's not going to suit. And so they convinced her not to release the album. So they talked with the record company. And, you know, later on, her mother said, oh, she wasn't forced. She just had the common sense to listen to her elders. Yikes. The made-for-TV movie is, of course, a classic and a must-watch. Oh, is it? Who plays her? It is. Who plays her? I don't remember. They also did Todd Haynes that um, made like Todd Haynes made like Velvet Goldmine and Carol. Oh my god! He made a short film called Superstar, and it was the life of Karen Carpenter with Barbie dolls. And it was banned because, well, for one, Barbie they were using all the Barbie dolls, and then two, the the Carpenter family banned it. But I remember watching an episode of Graham Norton before, and he was saying that when he met Richard Carpenter. Um, he was saying how much of a fan he was of Karen's and so Richard Carpenter invited him to a solo gig and Graham Norton like um, was invited to the green room afterwards and he said he was just standing there he didn't know anyone he was really like nervous in the mm. corner and finally like Richard Carpenter came up and he said oh how are you and he said oh I'm great and great and he goes help yourself to some food off the buffet and he goes oh thanks very much I was starving to death oh <laughs> Graham Norton oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people who like if there's a thing not Lean in, to darling. say, I know I'm going to say, but like I'm not to that level. That's like <laughs> so specifically not the thing to say. It's almost impressive, <laughs> almost. And then when she was married, so she always wanted to. This just gets more tragic by the second. So she always wanted to have children, and the guy she married um, didn't tell her that he'd actually had a vasectomy. So he tricked her into marrying him and then he like conned her out of thousands and thousands of her money so by the time they had divorce all she had left were stocks and bonds like this no. is a glorious time tragedy. time again the chance for love has <laughs> passed me by yeah. and all I know yeah. of love is how to <laughs> live without <laughs> it just like fuck's sake Karen everybody <laughs> where's the tambourine gone <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. hey Jesus Christ like 
But there oh. is something, you know, I kind of get what you mean about that there being a sort of a festive vibe about the Carpenters. Because, like, they wrote, like, they did they write all those songs with Bacharach involved? There were loads of different writers. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. I know, I remember, uh, I'm a secret, but no, I'm not actually a secret Bacharach nerd. My, my Spotify is, like, like scarred of myself, like, full on. But uh, it's unreal. Like, he's absolutely amazing. But a lot of other artists did the Carpenters songs, didn't they, at the time? But nobody really quite hit, it's the voice. Mm. Do you know, I feel like Stella yeah. Black when she was still a white did one of them <laughs> uh, when she was a singer before she was the blind date host uh, she was a beautiful singer and she sang backrack songs mm-hmm. and there was a Carpenter's cro- I'm going to I'm going to look this up there was I think I, well, there was, I think someone had done Close to You and it had been a really huge hit for Backrack and David and it could have been Dionne Warwick I could be making that up but it was someone amazing and it was brilliant and it was a hit mm-hmm. sort of in the in the 60s or whatever yeah. and then the Carpenter's version came out and everyone went yeah. oh <laughs> That's how this you is do the it. one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no yeah. disrespect to the original one, but this was just like something special and way up there again. But we've only just begun. Was actually used. It was the music from an ad for a bank. Wow. <laughs> so it was the, the ad music for a bank, and then they yeah. <laughs> They're all in here. It's like, it's like programmed into my brain. <laughs> then when I kind of became you know a moody teenager and used to make myself mixtapes and stuff like that, I remember I was in um. I was in like a Christmas show and so the techie would like let us all play our tapes mm. over the, you know, over the, um, like just while everyone was warming up. And so it was all like kind of, you know, all this like, you know, Nine Inch Nails and all this kind of industrial stuff. And then Merry Christmas, darling, would just, <laughs> and just, and but it was like, because it was a Christmas show and then this just comes up and everyone would like do their warmest really quietly listening to this song. And then because it was daily, people would start singing along to Merry Christmas, Darling, <laughs> in the middle of all the Nine Inch Nails stuff. Do you know yeah. what we have We have lost as a, as a culture, in a global culture, is the, the art of the Christmas special. Oh, yes. man. I mean, Bring it, it back. used to be so amazing. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Donny Osmond. I didn't realise you were in town. I was just grabbing this gift Let's have a tree. cup of cocoa by the fire. Hey, why don't we sing? I mean, that's where... The piano comes down yeah. faster. Yeah. Where the Bing Crosby, David... Um, David yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you saying they were set up beforehand? Shh, no. That was a home movie from Bing's house in, in Beverly Hills. David Bowie was just passing and it happened to be snowing in Beverly Hills. It was all, that was the, cl- the absolute classic was wiping the snow off the shoulders as you came in. <laughs> but we did, have Christmas, we did have Christmas specials here. We had the Den Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Podge and Raj and all the lads, you know. Like, it, briefly, though, albeit briefly, we did have them here, you know. This would be, you know, like major stars, though, with fake fireplaces. And uh, we're all on a weekend away in the country. <laughs> Everything's made of stuff. Styrofoam, yeah. <laughs> and they'd have the loosest kind of. Ele- we just got snowed in. The, yes. the coach can't take us back down. We better say it. Guys, I'm songs. trying to contact Airbnb, but the Wi-Fi just isn't connecting right now. Oh my the god! Down, yeah. so. <laughs> well, I suppose we'll just have to fucking start to test, won't we? Then? Oh my god! I can't believe she went there. Wow. <laughs> I said, everybody. <laughs> What have I now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bing Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were in the bar. <laughs> I don't think we really have like Christmassy stars like that anymore, do we? Though, Even it, was to the do crooner, it was sort of the end of the cruise. Yeah. It'd be people like Perry Como that you never hear about anymore, but would have had a Christmas album out every. Mm. There were hardly enough Christmas songs to sustain these Daniel, Christmas. We've got Michael yeah, Bublé. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Donald yeah. should do one. Yeah. Yes, Bublé would be a classic Christmas special mm. balladeer. Mm. He, well, I'm not sure why he's not doing more of them. So Build him a fake chalet. Just did the Bill Murray Christmas. Thing. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, but, you know, there's always a lot of irony in there. No one yeah. can just do it straight anymore, I guess. 
process. Mm. What do you think that decision process is like when you decide to condense all of your artistic like integrity and talent into like a day? <laughs> and you just decide, this is me, I'm just going to pour everything out into this, into yeah. this one day, I'm this one album. I'm the Christmas guy. I'm the Christmas guy. That's who I am. You can be the Easter guy. I'm going to be the Christmas guy. <laughs> well, we already have an Easter guy, I guess. And then weirdly, because I was looking this up, because I wanted to know how well the Carpenters' Christmas album had done. And it's the 23rd biggest selling Christmas album of all no time. Way. A Christmas portrait. But the number one was, you know that guy Kenny G? Yeah. He has... He has the biggest selling Christmas album of all time, a Kenny wow. G Christmas. I couldn't tell you a yeah. Kenny G Christmas. No, no. you've probably heard yeah. in Elevators. Yeah. Is he the guy who yeah. did Condition from the Big Lebowski soundtrack? He's the, like, the bugly, what does he play? Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He plays yeah. the, um, I thought it was the clarinet. He plays clarinet. Is it? I'd say Kenny G can do anything. I'd say, yeah. They're, yeah. they're related. If you do he, can, yeah. he can blow anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, the Kenny G Christmas album, that was the sound of like, 1992, 1993 Christmas. Like, I have vivid memories of going over to my uncle's house. Like, my uncle was kind of, um, he he married a woman who was very well-to-do. And so their house was very posh and, like, that you wouldn't touch anything. And and they had, like, a big, massive, like, two-story Christmas tree. And then they'd have the Kenny G album on. And you were just meant to just, like, sit there and look at the Christmas tree and not (laughs) touch anything until they said, you can open your presents now. Yeah. So that's my that's my Kenny G memories. Thank you for filling yeah. in our Kenny G gaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, nothing, nothing about Kenny G just blocked out memories. <laughs> <laughs> I briefly I went in and had a look on on the on the internet there for a sec. Uh, that's where I went. Got out of the cabin, you know, went all the way down the road. Got some Wi-Fi. Uh, Dusty Springfield covered close yeah. to you. That was the other big one. Oh, so yeah, that's dark. Like that's complicated. You know, really touch Dusty. Touch Dusty. Yeah, I yeah no. I couldn't and so did Andy Williams. Pick, like the, the, the cover list is massive, but Dusty is the first one to cover it. Oh, so. God. I feel That's terrible. Time. That's what Christmas is all about. Jingle <laughs> <laughs> bells! <laughs> Actually, so, it's really funny because I remember uh, we were doing. Um, I was because uh, uh, Colin O'Regan does the um, host the Moth here in Dublin, and it's absolutely brilliant. He's brilliant, and I I was being him for one night, and uh, you know everyone writes on these slips of paper. There's there's sort of little memories, or there's always a little prompt to to write a little mini story. Because um, it's a storytelling night, obviously, and uh, someone had put—I uh, can't remember what it was—but it was sort of about regrets. And it's like, I wish, I wish I had closeness with my family, like all my friends have with theirs. And I went, okay, well, that's really, that's really sad. And I'm sorry you feel that way. I said, but also, your friends are lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> your friends are li- liars. Because like, like, people should not be in close proximity with each other <laughs> for long extended periods of time and like Christmas being a case in point like families are meant to fight at Christmas the traditional Christmas fight is a thing <laughs> yeah. it's a thing so if you're out there and you're feeling lonely or you're feeling like you know maybe your family's awful all our families are awful <laughs> <laughs> all, of all of us together two days at a push guys two days at a push we're all awful I know I am I'm so definitely the awful one. Oh man I'm bringing I'm bring that badness in the house and like out the garden throwing bones into the yard being like trouble's coming trouble's coming again I am slamming doors and I'm going to fling myself on the bed happy Christmas (laughs) let's try Ring It Brighter I have a feeling with you it's not going to be brighter what's your favourite Christmas present you ever got like a, mm. a severed hand or something is it no well, <laughs> bag of bones it was, kind of, bones. It was like the best it was the best on paper it's the best Christmas present okay in reality it was a bit different so 
I was the so I'm the second eldest kid in my family. So when we were all getting older, my mum decided for Christmas she was going to convert the attic into a bedroom for me. So, but she obviously had to tell me this because it was going to take lots of time. So. I was like, workmen were coming in now the house, you know, converting the whole attic into this bedroom. And then on Christmas Day, it was like, Merry Christmas. And I was sent up to a empty white hole room <laughs> with a metal, like I climbed up a metal ladder and just sat in an empty freezing room because they didn't get the heating in yet. And so because it was so expensive, I think I got like, I think I got like a CD, but that was it. And it's huge because like you can't throw it back in their face because, you know, yeah. you know, when you get older and you say, and, you know, I'll be fighting my mom and go, I'm not your favorite. And she's going, you got that room. So you, you never <laughs> have a comeback. <laughs> so it's the, the present that has like the biggest impact. Yeah, yeah. you just have to sit alone in a cold room. Yeah. But I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'm so grateful for this, this gift. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for this white nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my own personal void. Chamber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, we could turn it into a yeah. <laughs> But there was even no surprise. There was no like. There's no build up. You're watching people build this day by day, mm. and knowing that on Christmas morning, there's. I was then. I was convinced like a Christmas morning, like they'd go and these as well. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> that in a CD. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a lot of money though. You know, yeah. you shouldn't be yeah. complaining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, who will we go to next? Thank you, Peter. By the way, Thank that you. was. A digression. <laughs> we're <laughs> expecting. <laughs> Kerry, what do you got? Um, S- sitting in a microphone. I yeah. don't know if I have a Christmas thing to talk about. I guess I have a present. I guess I'm yeah, tell us about a present. About yeah. um, all right. Yeah. So my best Christmas present. Um, I go downstairs on Christmas Day. And of course, like you have this thing. Obviously, we're up at five in the morning. My parents are up considerably later than that. And the rule is like you're allowed to open kind of one present before you open everything else. But getting there, I think it's probably about eight years old. And there's one thing there which was about, it was like half the size of the damn tree. You're just looking at it like, oh my God, this is literally the biggest thing I've ever seen wrapped <laughs> under anything. I immediately want it to be the first thing, but obviously you can't, kind of have to wait. There's all these various Christmas traditions, like absolutely cannot open anything until my mom is up awake and has a bottle of Guinness in front of her. Like that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. <clears throat> Go through everything, unwrap it. It was uh, a six in one championship table. Which is like this kind of like about the size of no one else can see the desk that we're all sitting at, but like <laughs> it's pretty small. <laughs> but it was like a pool table. Was this, it had air hockey. And yeah, air hockey with no air. Yeah, foosball. <laughs> yeah, it was a pool, air hockey with no air, table football, which was like kept breaking. Um, what's the, there's a fourth one there that I'm missing because the other two were both basketball, but it just depends which way you stuck the hoop around. <laughs> one of them was basketball, one of them was arcade basketball. Uh, it was great. It really like set me up for a career working in tech companies. <laughs> uh, having this in my house every day, being able to run color of money tournaments out of uh, out of the front room with various people from school. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it was great. I cannot remember what the sixth what the sixth sport was though. It was like table tennis. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was a thing. It was a thing for a while. Like you know, they, they, like Smiths would have a giant lane which was just uh, dedicated to various forms of entertainment tables. <laughs> Like I somewhere. worked in the complaints desk in Smith's <gasps> in January. Oh, oh. Oh. Our prayers are with you. Yeah. What, was, what was the Don't best complaint? Yeah. No, it's people trying to return their kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good white room to go to. Look at the wall, think of nothing. Um, no, you, you'd literally get people coming in saying, you ruined my child's Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But you just had to smile and nod. And it was always, they forgot to put the batteries in. Always. Always, <laughs> always. It would be a walking doll, but you'd go, did you put the batteries in the doll? And they'd go, no. Yeah. <laughs> You ruined your own child's Christmas. Christmas. In the year of our Lord, 2016. Why does nobody know? 
about batteries. Batteries. Yeah. Like, like in, this is not the nineties yeah. anymore. Ellen. In Smiths now they just have big buckets of batteries at the desk. No, definitely. Oh man, I wish. Like backgammon would have op- opened up <laughs> so much more opportunities for, for gambling. <laughs> gambling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't you think it was. Me. I'm gonna go back. Go on, Give a load. That's a really tough job. Man. Yeah, that was that's crap. really yeah. serious. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was full on. I refer your complaint to Santa. He's resting right now. Yeah. <laughs> See you next year. See you next year. <laughs> yeah. oh, how cold would that be? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to explain to the kid how Christmas actually works? Or, you, <laughs> or should we just walk away from each other right yeah. now? Like, yeah. Yeah. But your brain closes down because, especially working there, like we worked long days and we were kids. Like they had, you know. 19, 20, 21 year olds working on the complaints desk and like mm. you'd be doing like 10 hour days and stuff oh, like that man. so your brain just switches into this autopilot and it's like how much crap can you throw at me because I can take it yeah. you know yeah me mm. yeah. 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 too yeah. I am um, I I worked um, the customer service desk at Toys R Us when I was like 18 or 19 mm. and my god yeah like the the week or two after Christmas was just yeah. fucking hell. Yes. <laughs> and then and then they'd be like, well, you know, if you work hard enough, Shauna, you're doing really well on that customer service je- desk. You could be manager soon. And I'm like, <laughs> I saw my managers and like how they lived. I was just like, no, that is that is not what I want for my life. But I'm going to move to Ireland. <laughs> like, hey. But then like once the Christmas rush died down, you know, but the complaints didn't die down so you'd be on the desk with all been bombarded with complaints and all your co-workers would be like wandering on the shop floor just going ha ha <laughs> 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 yeah. I worked in a video game I worked in GameStop there I ne- uh, there I said it I worked in GameStop for uh, like two and a half years uh, over two Christmases and one of those Christmases was the year the Wii came out Ooh. I have never seen so many crying mothers <laughs> like I mean we were talking about the fucking Titanic earlier do you want to go there like it was really bad because we just did not have enough of them and you are seeing women who are stricken with panic who have been saving up who are freaked out who have a million other fucking things to do let alone stand in this stupid game like shop in the middle of like empty suburbia like it was absolutely the one of the most like you you don't expect to be connecting to people like this when a woman arrives at your counter knows there are fucking no Nintendo Wii's mm. and is like kind of holding a 20 euro note and being like is there anything you can do to help me and you're like <laughs> pushing away the tip going hon you're grand I'll let you know put your phone number on this piece of paper like we had like little secret pieces of paper for the most like the most wrecked by stress looking ones who were just like please can you hook us up we did do a bit of putting things away aside for people but mm. like parents get so destroyed by the pressure at Christmas like it was really a massive learning curve like some of them are dicks let's be real Um, but the lead up was the tough bit for me was the because they just like I mean like I have I have owned a Furby you know I have put my parents through these things (laughs) I have I have been a child but uh, the 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 knowing that you just don't have enough of the things for people is like a really shitty position for an 18-year-old to be in, let alone taking care of them afterwards when they're being irrational and fucking awful. See, you're much nicer because I worked in game, but I worked there for like four months, but it was just in the middle of the year. But I think it was coming up to the year of that Christmas, actually. Mm. But we were like, if we just like take a couple of wees and buy them ourselves, we can sell them for like double the price. Ah, <laughs> genius. Yeah, I, le- I left before that came to happen, but I worked there uh, over like, Eastern Communion time. So ah. we constantly sold out of pink Nintendo DSs. 
because all the little girls are coming to communion with money. Nintendo to buy them. Yeah, with Nintendo Yeah, I was there. That was a huge thing. Yeah. yeah, but that's what the st- so the big things when I was there were um, the board game of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and the the first run of like Pokemon toys, and but staff would buy them and then keep them in the locker room and then like when people say have you got like he wants to be a middle they'd say how much do you want it that is fucked wow that is fucked I have have pushed away the 20 euro in the hands you know Mm. what I mean but it never occurred to me people would actually do that that's legit that's like that is that's worse than the Grinch is it like you're a meme on Mr. Grinch like is it yeah is it the spirit of Christmas instilled into like a tonic Yikes, it's the anti-claws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although when I was working there, I heard the best, worst thread of all time. This kid, uh, like the mother was in a hurry and she said to her son, if you don't hurry up, we'll be locked in this toy shop all night. <laughs> oh, I better hurry. Yeah. <laughs> kid just lies down on the ground. I appear to have forgotten. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Tara. Yes. Tell us, talk to us. Um, what you got? God, uh, I'm trying to think. Like I, I don't remember sort of gifts being a, a huge, huge thing. I do remember getting a digital watch when that felt like living in the future. That was just like I was Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> you were like, stop my check. What can I time? Yeah, and, let's and, time ourselves yeah, doing what can things. I time <laughs> yeah. doing things. I can. Yeah, I can yeah. change this anytime I want. I can just change it. I can just touch <laughs> it. It's just numbers, you know, just numbers. Um, I control time. Uh, so I remembered that but I mean it was wasn't a big deal but with the presents but I just used to love I used to love Christmas TV because I when I was growing up we had one channel this was so long ago <laughs> boys and girls there was one channel so um it was uh, we lived in Kinsale and there was just one channel available it was called RTE RTE2 had yet to have its glamorous launch um so it would be you would be absolutely held hostage to whatever was on but luckily there'd be loads of amazing things on Sound of Music, reared on it. Oliver, reared on it. I could sing you almost all of those things. Um, and my, one of my favourite moments actually was because Carl was not reared on it, um, was watching him, watching the Sound of Music for the first time about two years ago and him going, God, this is, this is really dark. Like, yeah, you see, everyone thinks musicals are just cheese. They're not. It's yeah. Nazis as well. Topical, um, <laughs> topical. Topical, topical now. And, uh, and then he said, uh, so, so uh, your man Ralph, you know, Ralph and he's like, I am 16 going on 17. Oh, it all seems lovely in the greenhouse, doesn't it? And then they all, <laughs> and then they get into uniform, yeah. and I'm having a lovely flouncy time, Liesel. <laughs> Flounce away, Liesel. Uh, poor old Liesel died this year, didn't she? Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh. I've ruined Christmas again. Oh, 2016 ruined Christmas. It did. First time I ever cried at. Yeah. Sound of music. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was, it was no. amazing. With Carl, Carl, of course, subverted the whole thing by going. So Ralph calls for Liesel, and he's already in full Nazi regalia, and the whole and, and Captain. Um, I was going to say Captain Picard. It might as well. Be. What a mashup that would yes. be. Captain Von Trapp, Picard uh, says engage, um, but but not to my daughter. Uh, he says uh, so. He says uh, he says no, Ralph. He says you know you can't. She, I don't want you coming into my house, whatever. And then Carl went. He says yes. He says I I won't have Nazis in my house, and I certainly won't have them in my daughter. <laughs> I laughed for the rest of the <laughs> Even though it's the scariest bit, I was yeah. still laughing at that. <laughs> I've only seen I've only seen bits as well. Yeah, yeah. spoiler, yeah. there are Nazis. Spoiler, yeah. Nazi alert. bangers and Nazis, guys. Just yeah. bangers and Nazis galore. Well, say it into a microphone. I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> there I we haven't go. Seen the sound of music. I don't know. I only know. 
Nazis and Julie Andrews like twirling around. That's it. That's the film. Speaking of voices and breath control, Julie Andrews, Julie Andrews, like man. Like you can't yeah. can't go. But Oliver's pretty bleak as well when Nancy gets beaten to death. Yes, yeah. that's pretty bleak. Yeah. That's yeah. Christmas TV. Yeah. And the whole, you know, you know, turning children into into thieves and yeah. you know, abduction of children, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Very, very festive. You know, the, great Christmas the other Christmas yeah. musical is uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh. That's another major Christmas musical, but that's also horribly sad. They're mm. all they've all got this deep abiding like I don't know if it's nostalgia sadness but like they're sad movies isn't that is that the one where Julie Have Yourself Anders. a Merry Little Christmas yeah yeah, yeah. 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 which yeah. is one of the saddest yeah. songs ever and yeah. I it actually, is a sad song yeah it's really sad and I've been thinking of it a lot at the moment you know because it was it was a wartime song yeah. mm-hmm. and at the moment where people are seeming to disconnect like crazy mm. and I hear that song I just I am absolutely want to go <gasps> <laughs> Like it's a really I was actually one. reading about it the other day and they have to keep on rewriting it every time someone new covered it to make it less depressing. Wow. Oh, like, wow. They, they, like Frank Sinatra refused to do it in its original form because it was just, it was like, uh, enjoy this Christmas and maybe your last is in the, the original oh, version. Yeah. But they got rid of that. And then the next one's cover after him got rid of some other bits as well and they just kept on making it slightly cheerier. It's still the saddest but like, song you could be ever. singing, you could be singing like, Jelly tots and sunshine and nice jumpers. <laughs> we are all best friends. And it's the fucking saddest melody in the world. It is just, it is so sad. It is designed to break your back. It is not, no. It's so depressing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, um, I'm not making it up. <laughs> so, so meet me in St. Louis, another cheery, festive number. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I used to. So that was my favorite thing was the Christmas, the Christmas telly, and uh, it was just just wishing for snow, just those mild yes. winters. And mild, mild winters smiles. are a curse. <laughs> fierce smiles. It was, there was nothing festive about the grass still being green on Christmas morning. <laughs> Fat robins going, we're grand. <laughs> no, we are absolutely fine. No, we don't need. Don't put any food out for us. We're fine. <laughs> we laugh at your crumbs. Go away, child. Um, but yeah, I used to I used to love the Christmas telly and. Um, yeah, that Rudolph was a Rudolph was a real memory memory booster for me because it's like oh yeah that, that used to be on it used to be on RTE. The Christmas story. No, we didn't have the Christmas story. Have the Christmas no, tell story. us about it because Carl's always talking about it too. <coughs> okay, American Christmas time. More for, American Christmas. Go for Janet. So Christmas story came out in the eighties. Takes place in like post World War Two America suburbs where this kid Ralphie really 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 wants a bb gun for christmas a red rider bb gun to be precise and his parents won't let him because he might shoot someone's eye out with it and that's the entire premise it's just like (laughs) him desperate to get this red rider bb gun for christmas there also features a lamp that's like the the stand of it is a woman's leg and it lights up um and you can now you can buy those like replicas of those like leg lamps I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> does he, does yeah. he get the gun? Huh? Does he get the gun? I'm not going to... Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh. But the guy that made that actually made another big Christmas film. He made um, a Canadian slasher called Black Christmas with what? Margot Kidder where all these girls in like um, uh, sorority... Is it sorority? Yeah. Like, just get murdered by a slasher. And then he went from that to make The Christmas Story. So they were two big films, yeah. Um, The kid who played Ralphie, I found out the other day, was actually in Elf as well. He was an elf in Elf. Oh. Elf is so good. Elf is so good. It is. Elf is the best. Will Ferrell's best work. 
Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because yeah, he's playing completely straight. He doesn't send up that character at all. Mm. So lovely. Authenticity and earnestness. The spirit <laughs> of the season. <laughs> that was actually, that film was the first time I had ever heard the song Baby It's Cold Outside. Mm. Oh, really? Wow. It's a shame about Baby It's Cold Outside. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a fucking banger. Yeah. Christmas mm. banger, except. A little bit rapey. L- little, mm-hmm. little bit. What's in this drink? Oh, <laughs> just don't ask. Why am I so sleepy? Yeah. yeah. What's in this drink? Why are you still awake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I recently I saw. It. And let it take it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just let it happen. Ah, it's so, it's so weird. I, I saw a guy try and defend it on Twitter recently by going, "No, no, no! He's just trying to get her really drunk." And I'm like, "That's not okay either." <laughs> You fucking goon! <laughs> like what? <are> you? <laughs> the, um, I, I saw Zoe Deschanel, star of Elf, uh, try to make his um, known Elf star Zoe Deschanel. Oh. Um, uh, known uh, like I don't know. I think she's got a lovely singing voice. I'm also like very weak to the twee. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a. Chris, I'm not a Chris Tobin is really good. You know, Chris yeah. Tobin's great, yeah. and they they try to like. Uh, I'm all like I'm. I, I live by the gender flip, and they try to gender flip. Baby, it's called outside, where he's just like. Joseph Gordon-Levitt did it with yeah. Lady Gaga, and that was really Oh, that was really Lady good. Gaga as well. Yeah, yeah that I like, really and, and uh, Deschanel did it as well. Mm. But it's uh, kind of, I don't know, like, it's still gross. It's still gross. Like, it's still... I've seen um, a couple of women writers say that if you take away the man's part of it and just look at the, what the woman's saying, it's actually just about her not wanting to be seen as... It's about, about like, 50s and gender norms and... Slut-shaming. Slut-shaming, yeah. Yeah, she's worried about her sister and her aunt and all that. And what yeah, people yeah, think about her, that she actually does yeah, want yeah. to say, and the drink is oh, it's a strong drink, not actually a date rape drink. Yeah. But yeah, I th- I don't know. I'm kind of I can see that argument, but it's when you when you see, when it's Tom Jones bellowing and a charismatic fucking Tom like, Jones, you know, yeah. <laughs> Tom Jones has one thing on his mind. Stop Tom Jones. Yeah. Stop Tom, Tom Jones. Jones. Oh my God. Yeah. Get it out of your heads now, though. Get it out. Try getting yep. it out of your yeah. heads. That's Still the problem now. with it. Christmas banger. Christmas Problematic banger. Christmas banger. That is such a good album title. Yeah. <laughs> it's my mixtape. <laughs> I am DJ Problematic Christmas banger. Woo! <laughs> my God. Dave Rodden. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi. Good. Um, You've had quite a year. Say it. You've had quite a year. Yeah, um, it's been it's been good. <laughs> oh no, Sorry, <laughs> everything is ruined. Um, no, it's been it's been ridiculous. And like, um, I I really like I really like the end of a year though. I really like like I love ja- January's weirdly my favorite month because it's all like clean and open. It's like moving into a new house and you can like plan things a lot that you might never achieve, but they're they're there to plan. Um, I'm a bit weird about Christmas. Um, I have a thing, especially with speaking of problematic Christmas bangers. Uh, I run a competition with myself every year to see how far I can get into December without hearing fairy tale in New York. You're a fucking hater. If You're you, a hater. If you start singing it, I'll walk. I won't even open the door. I'll walk. You're a hater. <laughs> I just, I just, it's also over. Like I just, I try and avoid it, and then when I actually do hear it, it's either I have failed terribly, or it's like far enough into the year that I, I'm delighted with it. How how do you manage that though? Because I've already heard it about seventeen times today. I run out of shops. Like a big weirdo. Shop online. Like I just belt out of shops, or like um, uh, my girlfriend goes, Dave, I think I can hear it, and I just run. Um, so I have, yeah, Christmas is a. I have the least Christmassy story ever and possibly the most Christmassy story ever. Uh, so I lived in Egypt for a year and my family are super matter of fact about Christmas. Like, you know, it's Christmas in my house because we watched The Magnificent Seven and Daddy's Branston Pickle. That is 
That's it. <laughs> That's the crack. And I have a new Terry Pratchett book. My mom always gets me a new, always got me a new Terry Pratchett book uh, every year, basically. We have that sort of like web in my family where everyone knows what everyone else is getting. Mm. So um, mom would be like, mom would go and like ask everyone else, what's the, what's the new Terry Pratchett book out yet? Okay, grand, I'll get that. <laughs> uh, but I live for a year in Egypt and I'm super not a home bird. I'm from a really small, there are more people in this room than there are in the village where I'm from in Cavan. Uh, and I'm not usually fond of it. And so I go home for as like a little a time as possible. But I did my first and only Christmas away from home. Um, like a few years ago, I was in Egypt and I could have probably booked time off. Like, like you get one day off in the school that I was teaching in because um, they obviously they don't celebrate it over there. So a bunch, every Christian teacher booked like a few days off and I could have done the same I was like Psh, I'm not a home bird don't like Christmas don't like Cavern I'll, I'll stay in I'll stay in Dub- or I'll stay in Egypt it'll be fine and Christmas day arrived and I, I was like oh I'll go out for dinner everywhere was closed and I went to the shop and got a turkey sandwich oh. uh, in 28 degree heat and I sat on my balcony and stared out at a bunch of people just like living their lives and I was like I'm quite sad because <laughs> Facebook was full of people being like, oh my God, more presents. Oh, but I already have presents. And I was like chewing my bottle of Saqqara beer being like, Shh, fuck you guys. <laughs> um, so that was that was super not Christmassy and I sort of turned a little bit around on Christmas after that. I do make a bit of effort now. The most Christmassy thing that I've ever done and I, I worry about saying this because it's a bit like my friend works in a in a like after school club for like four to five year olds. This was a few years ago. And she's like super, she's very into Christmas. She's quite like reserved most of the time. She's really into Christmas. And she rang me and she was like, Dave, you know that I never ask you to do anything. And I was like, yes, I suppose I've never thought about that before, but you do, that, that's pointed out. Okay, fair enough. And she's like, would you be Santa for oh, this, goodness. for this club? And I was like, oh my God, really? And she's like, you know how important Christmas is to me? And I was like, yes. And she's like, will you, we'll get you the costume, we'll do the whole, do the whole lot because obviously Santa can't be everywhere and needs people to like, mm. you know, play the role and stuff. And so, and <laughs> uh, so like, I got like the whole costume and not as much padding as, 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 as maybe you would think. And I took it so seriously. So there was like, it was out in, it was out in Kulak and uh, I had found a big, leather bound style tome and you know little like the little spectacles and like like beard and the whole the whole whole shebang and it was like one of those proper old Santa like it was like the hood and the mantle type mm. thing and so I walked in and just went ho 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 and for just a second I experienced what it must have been like to be the Beatles <laughs> because every kid in there lost their shit kids were just like screwed ah like in in either terror or awe, I had no idea. And like, um, I walked up and I had this whole big spiel about how they were they were the very best kids in Ireland, and that's why I had come. And then I like sat down and they came up one by one, and it was really funny because my friend was beside me in like an elf costume, and someone would come and she'd go, "Oh, Aoife, you're up to talk to Santa," and I'm like, "Hello there, Aoife," and Aoife would say you know my name? And I'm like, well, of course I do. I'm Santa. And like, it just kept, just kept being more, more and more lovely. Um, And then there was one kid who was being like, there's a kid and their older brother, the kid was like five, the older brother was like seven, the older brother was like pushing him a little bit and just being a bit of a dick. And so I was like, good to meet you kids now, obviously. It's great that you have an older brother. Having an older brother or having a younger brother is a huge responsibility and I know you're the best older brother you can be. Right, and the kid just went, "Oh no!" 
<laughs> and like partly carried his younger brother out of there. Like, it's good. And then one kid like tried to pull down my beard, but there was another beard underneath. That was the <laughs> so that was that was proper magic. That was just that's what it's all about. Aside from all the other kind of bullshit, ever it's just like the looks on their faces when they when they meet like Santa. And he's like, "Hello, I hear your class. Would you like <laughs> Would you like a selection box?" But uh, I've already eaten the crunchy. But no, <laughs> there are very few transactions after that one, the Santa one, where you just get to go someone who says, "You are class, unreservedly, <laughs> you're class, and that's it. That's how we are together. Is your class, and you know I'm class because <laughs> I'm Santa." <laughs> Oh, many, many bangers written about me specifically. <laughs> you have been sang to about how class I am. And I've checked, I have a literally a list of who's class and who isn't. And you, Sarah, madam, are class. Yay. Yay. You restored my faith in humanity just like that. Sand isn't human. He's like a fucking wizard or something. I don't know what the, what the etymology, the magical etymology is. He's like a, he's a saint. Yeah, he's a saint. Originally. Yeah, so like, yeah. ascended human. I don't know. Yeah. Let's go to Hogfather mythology. That works for me. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. More I think that's probably the best place to finish up. Yes. I think we're going we're to top that. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Quick, shake the tambourine to shake us out. I'd say goodbye. Bye. 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 Hey, it's me. I'm on my dictaphone app on my phone, as per usual. Uh, that was a fun afternoon. I'm glad we did that. Thank you again to everybody that came in. Gene Sutton, Valerie Loftus, Dara McCausen, Peter Dunn, Carrie Bevan, Shauna Scott, Tara Flynn and Dave Rudden. Um, they were all brilliant. And they're more than welcome to come back any time that they want. Um, thank you to Alan Tannum and Sarah Marie Griffin because they kind of are juvenilia they weren't there it would just be so many awkward pauses oh my god they they really they, they carry me which I just kind of book people and say hello and goodbye this show was really the two of them um, thank you to you if you listened this far and if you anybody who subscribed or sent us a nice message or told their friends about the podcast over the last nine months it's every single one of you have warmed our hearts um, thank you to Tina McDonald who for the artwork she asked me to not thank her in every episode but sorry your artwork's amazing so thank you thank you to Headstuff for making all of this happen and Alan Bennett for just making me do it and that's it that's 2016 Juvenalia we'll be back mid-January because we forgot to do a, a, another episode when we were there so we had so much fun um, happy Christmas and goodbye